You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game week, it's time for one giant step. Your New York Giants podcast for Giants fans uh, by a guy who covers the Giants and a big Giants fan. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dottino here. And remember, you could download us anywhere podcasts are available. And of course, subscribe Odyssey on the free Odyssey app. Subscribe Odyssey on the free Odyssey app. Whatever that works, Paul. Hello, how are you? Good morning, Sean. Doing well. I think uh, giant, giant, giant mania is kind of running wild right now. Oh, I don't no doubt the fans right at four and one. <laughs> and and look, I am not going to run from it. I'm not going to deter from it. Uh, the best giant started since 2009. So, look, there's going to be plenty of times if they have the losses to get down and, and get with that. I'm running with giant mania. I'm all a part of it. And Paul, I'm so glad you said that because as much as we have to get into looking ahead to the matchups, the Wink Martindale revenge game, the Jihad Ward revenge game, everything that goes into Giants Ravens, we'll have our fantasy reality, our game picks, all of that. It's funny you bring up Giant Mania because I did want to, you know, touch on a couple of things here. With Giant Mania, forget the fans for a second, Paul, comes the national media attention that the Giants have gotten. They are a big story this week. Well, Brian Dayball, you know, when he came down from Buffalo and had the reputation of being the offensive guy who was able to help Josh Allen become an all-pro, was immediately thrust into the spotlight from the day he got this job. Oh, my God, he's going to be the guy who's got to fix Daniel Jones. And it's funny because, yes, he drew a lot of attention when he took the job. The Giants have obviously drawn a lot of attention with their 4-1 and start. But at the same time, I think the ironic part about this thing, Sean, is that the Giants are doing it without a very fancy video game dynamic passing attack. They're actually doing it with old-fashioned, old-school running and having a quarterback who's also obviously like Allen using his legs. But it's it's not a lot of aerial gimmickry, which is really yeah, what the yeah. reputation Dable came, came with. And, and you're right. He is getting the national attention. And I think even Wink's getting some national attention too. For sure, as it should be. And, and with that, Paul, I wanted to circle on two takes that really struck me when they you know, surfaced on social media and were set on air. Uh, and, and look, we're not looking to bash any media. I know you deal with a lot of them or whatever. The first take is one that I've seen from multiple people, but the one that got a lot of attention around giant circles came from Kim Martin on Get Up. Uh, who obviously used to work for Newsday, covers around. And, and her take was basically that this is worst-case scenario for the Giants, paraphrasing, paraphrasing, of course, that they should be focusing on losing games and getting a high draft pick. And no fans want to hear that. So, of course, a lot of Giant fans got after it. That video circled the rounds. Uh, I believe that was on Wednesday. Paul, here's the problem with that take. Number one, 
if you've learned anything from watching the Buffalo Bills where Joe Shane came from, was Josh Allen the first overall pick or second overall pick? No. He was the seventh overall pick in a spot where they traded up. Number two, the Giants have operated this season, have gotten off to a 4-1 and one start while Evan Neal has struggled as the seventh overall pick, and we expect him to get there, but it's fair to say he struggled at right tackle at times. Kayvon Thibodeau. In the past pro. Yeah, yes, yeah. In the past pro. I, I'm in the not... game, he's been really good. Paul, and this is not a knock on Evan Neal. It's just to further, you know, hammer home this point, right? Right. The fifth overall pick, Kayvon Thibodeau. He's coming on. He's playing well. But they've they've won games and missed had him missed time with an injury. What I've seen is them win games with guys like Dane Belton and Daniel Bellinger, day three picks, be significant parts of their game plan. And I'm saying this to say this. You can win while rebuilding if the coaching is really good. And, oh, by the way, the guys shining right now that are being coached up and being a big part of wins are further proof you don't necessarily need to be getting your full team rebuilt with top five picks and top seven picks. It's okay to have other guys succeed. And I think the focus no longer is about, hey, Tank, get the highest pick possible. The Giants should have trust in this coaching staff and in Joe Shane that, if they play themselves out of a top draft possibility, that doesn't matter because they're still going to find quality players in the draft no matter where they're picking. Well, I think there's a TV program called First Take. I think really that comment comes under the category of worst take. Uh, I know Kim. Oh, oh, Paul dropped the mic. She, she, I know Kim. She's a really good reporter, but she really should leave the analysis somewhere else because – that truly was an absolutely off-the-wall kind of comment, which obviously was meant to draw attention and clickbait, and she got that. Uh, great for the station, great for the network, great for her, her name and the attention's out there, but it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. It would be like going into IHOP and ordering Chinese food. Yeah, well, and that's and my. By the way, my mother's famous for that. She'll go to Applebee's, not just get the burger or something. Wonder why the orange chicken sucks. Mom, understand where you are and stick with it. But you're right. That was a rough take. And again, I like him too. But I don't know if there's a need to be different there and feel like everybody's riding high on the Giants. So let me have a different take here. They should be losing. But it's idiotic. The Giants have done enough losing. And oh, by the way, what did all that losing every year do them? Did they get any better, Dave Gettleman, when they were doing that? I actually think it goes a long way to establishing a winning culture. Uh, you know, get wins. Get that locker room knowing what it feels like to win, and that's going to do much better for them than making sure you have the first, second, or third overall pick in the draft. So I hated the take. I couldn't stand it. Giant fans hated it. Now, Paul, that being said, there was another take that I found interesting too, and that came from Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback the Giants just saw. He was on the Pat McAfee show this week. And he went above and beyond to talk about how great Wink's defense was, but specifically to mention 97 being Dexter Lawrence saying that is a player that needs to be talked about more in the league. And even said that he talked to his own offensive lineman who flat out told him, hey, Dexter Lawrence is one of the best guys that we've had to handle, one of the hardest guys we've had to handle up front. Dexter Lawrence is being noticed by his peers right now and opponents in the league, and the Giants just may have an all-pro in their hands, Paul. It couldn't come at a better time. You know, they already picked up that fifth-year option back in the spring. So he will be a giant next year for sure. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask me about, well, could he get away? Will they even resign him? I said, look, he's already under contract for 23, so you don't have to worry about it. He's already got three sacks and eight quarterback hits, which leads the Giants in both categories. And by the way, the eight quarterback hits is tied with Quinnen Williams of the Jets, for the most quarterback hits in the NFL by a defensive tackle. You know what that means? It's more than Aaron Donald. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. And, and with that, and it shows you what coaching can do, Paul, right? So when you talk about the main reason many of us didn't believe in the Giants win loss wise, not philosophy, not scheme, not scheme, because everybody was all pumped up to see Dable. But win loss wise, we kept talking about talent. And in many ways, the Giants are winning in spite of a lot of it, certainly depth at certain positions. And clearly we see what's going on in the wide receiver room. But you look up on you start to scan this roster and you think about it. There's a lot of guys having really good years, but the Giants, as it stands through five weeks, might have three all pros this year in Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas, and Dexter Lawrence. So while they are deficient at certain positions, suddenly winning and coaching up players does a lot of change. You know, it's hard to keep saying the Giants don't have a lot of talent if by the end of this year you're looking at, hey, they have, if not all pros, all pro candidates at three big positions. Well, you know, it's a shame that Adore Jackson got hurt because I thought he was playing at a very high level. I wouldn't say all pro, Sean, but I would say a very high level nonetheless. I've always said he was worthy of being a cornerback one, and he's proven it this year. Now, I know he's gotten a little bit banged up this past week. We'll see how it goes coming up against Baltimore. We know what Xavier McKinney is. Now, I know he doesn't have the big stats, but he's playing extremely well and certainly should have been an all pro last year. And then, you know, you want to talk about Leonard Williams. This guy now, three weeks because of a sprained MCL, we know he is dying to get on the field. And we also know that the NFL players, according to NFL Network, voted him as the only giant among the top 100 players yeah. in the league. So he is, I'm sorry, I know that the anti-Gettleman and anti-Leonard Williams people don't want to admit it, but he is an outstanding defensive lineman.